Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. I'm back in lockdown and you're out of lockdown. Yes, I sure am. And guess what I'm doing this weekend? What's that? I'm going camping. Nice. You guys are finally allowed to go do something. Yes, our 25 kilometer radius lifted yesterday and I have reservations for anyone who knows Australia a little bit, down at Wilson's Prom this weekend. So I'm doing three days down there. Nice. Is this like a glamping experience or are you taking an RV or is it proper like camping in a, you're going to pitch no. a tent? This is like proper pitch a tent, unpowered site. Slumming it. Yeah. Yeah. We're you- slumming it. I mean, there's still gas barbecues and showers and all that stuff. Are you going to have to like dig a hole to use as a toilet? Maybe. Wipe your bum with a leaf? COVID might have the public bathrooms closed. I'm not knocking the chance. Like, maybe I will. I'm taking a shovel just in case. God, I don't want to know what you're doing in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you'll be one with nature. That's nice. Yes. Yes. Um, So I don't know if you've got any travel hacks that you're going to plan for before you go camping but we actually decided we would do an episode today on some of our favorite travel hacks yes now we know the really obvious ones um and some of these might be the obvious ones and some of them maybe not but these are ones that steph and i have actually done before we've tried for ourselves and we swear by so we wanted to go through a little list of that of those today to get everyone once we again once we can go back out there and see the world and start traveling again You'll want to mm-hmm. use some of these hacks certified by Steph and Andrea. <laughs> it's funny because when we were when I was kind of thinking, I'm like, okay, what are my favorite hacks? It was actually so timely because I am, as we mentioned in the last episode, currently planning a three month trip around Australia. Mm-hmm. I leave in four weeks, 
So a lot of these hacks, since I'm in the planning stage, that's really what I was thinking about and um, tons for on the road. Yeah. And it just got me even more motivated and more kind of like excited for my own trip too. Well, and you love to organize. Steph's a big oh, organizer and somewhat of a, well, more of a planner than I am. But um, but that's what travel hacks are great for because it really gets you in the planning mode, I think, as well. Yes. And the one thing that about me is that I get ideas all the time and sometimes they come to fruition and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first travel hack that I thought of that I've already done for this trip where we don't even know what states we're going to in what order because border restrictions. Right. So my first travel hack is actually I'm a big fan of pay later reservations. Okay. So websites like Expedia and Hotels.com have an option when you're booking rooms to either pay now, which usually gives you a better rate, or pay later. And it's not that much more, but it's still more, and it can add up if you're doing a long trip. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of the pay later reservations because I can book them. They're always cancellation, um, free cancellation. Double check the fine print. So there's times where I book them, trip you know, plans fall through, someone doesn't come, I cancel them, no stress, or the trip happens, and I'm the smart one who booked us reservations long before everything booked up. Okay, so... Night in shining armor. So is that saving you money then? Um, well, it's saving you... It's, it can save you money, because once things book up, obviously, scarcity drives anything that is avail- left available up. Mm-hmm. Or if it doesn't book up, one thing, and I actually learned this from Nissi, uh, if anyone listened to our Out Travel the System episode, when you make a pay later reservation, once the trip becomes finalized, you can go back to that reservation and actually change it to a pay now reservation and get the pay now rate. Yeah, it's just giving you the option to kind of, I guess it's maybe relieves a little bit of stress just in case you're not sure if a trip is going to go through. Well, I think most people actually use it for what it says. Either they're like, oh, I'll pay when I get there. I don't want to pay in advance. Or happy to pay now to save a bit. Whereas you can, the the hack in here is actually that you can use the pay later as an option as a holder to hold the reservation. And then still save the money when you know the trip is happening. Got it. Interesting. Because I always pay up front. I think it's just because I really like to get things done, paid for, like, check the box and then I feel more secure and like okay I've done it but I need to look into this speaking of booking this is a Mm. hack that I learned I don't even know years ago and granted I do a lot of I do a lot of uh traveling on my own so this isn't applicable to solo travelers um but when you're booking flights and you're traveling with a partner or a friend there's two of you now generally when you book your seats I think the most common thing that two people would do is book seats next to each other, right? Right. Yes. But one of the travel hacks that I learned that's a great one. So you and your partner, if you book seats, presumably you're going to get, you know, a plane with seats of three. Always book the window and the aisle seat. Yes. So you've got the middle seat between you. Now, the reason for this, if the flight is not full... And then you get solo travelers like myself, which I generally am. When I'm looking to book a seat and I mm-hmm. see the the chart and the map of what's available, do you think I'm going to want to pick a middle seat between two seats no. that have already been booked up? No. So I'm going to look for other seats available. 
And if it's not a full flight, more often than not, you're going to get that middle seat free. And mm-hmm. you've got a row of three between the two of you, which is great. Now, on the other hand, I'm sure some of you are asking, like, well, what if someone does book the middle seat and then you and your friend aren't sitting together? Well, mm. if you were someone sitting in a middle seat between <laughs> two people that knew each other and either you or the person on the aisle said, oh, actually, that's my my friend there. Do you want to swap seats? And I'll sit next to them in the middle. Would you not take a window or an aisle seat? Obviously. Yes. Right? So yeah. it's going to be a win-win either way. Yes. And I've done this before with a friend of mine, and we did exactly that. We're like, let's try let's try this hack. And it worked. So everyone got on the board of the flight. It wasn't a full flight. And that middle seat was empty. And, I mean, you might run the risk yes. of someone that is sitting in the middle, and, and you ask them, do you want to swap seats? And they say no, which I would be concerned that you're sitting next to a serial killer if they enjoy sitting in a middle seat. <laughs> Uh, but however, I would more than likely that's not going to happen. So yeah, I don't know. Steph, yeah. have you ever done this? Um, I definitely do that all the time now. Yeah. And well, and I realized um, like my partner and I are so comfortable together that we also just say fuck it sometimes and we just book where we want to sit on the plane. We don't even worry about being together. <laughs> I mean, I, well, the thing is now where you, you know, a lot of these airlines, you have to pay extra for seats anyways. I'm with you on that. Uh, And so many times I've traveled with people and same thing where I'm like, I don't really care if we sit next to each other. But the ones that if you have paid and you get the seat included, yeah, Yeah. go for it. But yeah, sometimes on those long haul flights, I mean, yeah, God, maybe Uh you don't want to sit with your partner for that long. (laughs) It's like, he's always like, we're going to be together the whole trip stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I know how much you like to booze on a plane. I don't know if Andrew's the same, but. Yeah. So I, I mean, can do it alone or with yeah. my newfound friends around me. There you go. The, the serial <laughs> killer sitting in the middle seat next to you. I mean, yeah, I love everyone. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my favorite sort of pre-planning hack. Again, I would say I do 90% of my traveling solo anyway, so totally not applicable. But when I do travel with others, yeah, guys always do this great little tip yes well and i love that you're kind of like going online you're thinking strategically you're you know planning ahead and i kind of do the same like i take that so far yeah um, you're you're the pre pre planner like that's the extent of my planning where i'm like i'm gonna book two seats and a window in an aisle and that's it (laughs) but you well i because there's a saying right now like people always joke i bet there's an app for that and mm-hmm. it's true. There is an app for everything. Mm-hmm. So depending what kind of trip I'm going on, I literally download, I'll create a new folder on my iPhone called whatever the trip's name is and download all the apps that are going to be relevant to that trip. So yes. for example, right now I'm going on this three month trip around Australia in a camper van while trailer. Oh, I feel like the names, what Australia calls it, Canada calls it something different. It's like an 18 foot trailer behind the truck. Right. There's apps for that called CamperMate and WikiCamps. Okay. And what they tell you is they give you, it's crowdsourced. So they tell you everywhere where there's free campsites. So it just recognizes where you are. It says, here's all the free campsites around you. Here's free campsites with power if you need to charge things. Here's if there's paid sites. Here's all the de- So they give you all the information you need. And for someone like me who I'm big on the pre-planning, but then once I hit the road, I'm usually making it up as I go. Yeah. With the pre-planning. So when I stroll into a town I didn't plan on being in, I'm set. And they have that for everything. I mean, yeah. the airlines have their apps. Always download 
the airline apps, I will say. I mean, I don't know if that's a hack or not, but just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the airlines are investing a lot of money into their apps. And if they're going to have perks or promotions, and I can definitely see come a time when they're offering complimentary upgrades again. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pushing that through the app. Yeah, no, definitely. I would say as well, this just reminded me of another one. When you say being prepared and having apps on your phone, which I totally agree with. And as you said, there is literally an app for everything. As someone that works in the mobile app industry, there really is. <laughs> um, I've seen them all. But um, also research into the country or city you're going into and check uh, what apps that they use for communication because they do differ. So in the UK, I think Australia, we use WhatsApp. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you were to speak to anyone in the UK and you exchange numbers, they will always say like, I'll WhatsApp you. Nobody sends text messages here. It's all WhatsApp. Whereas in North North America, nobody uses WhatsApp. Like if you speak to an American and they're like, you know, you say like, oh, let's, I'll get you on WhatsApp. They're like, sorry, what? They know what it is, but they don't use it. I mean, yeah. I've even been in places where they use Viber, which is a pretty old app, but like these all differ. I think we always think that the apps that we use to communicate with our peeps at home are like common globally and they're not. Um, yeah. So have all, the, I would say even like all the communication apps, just have them at the ready. I actually have, I've got WhatsApp, I've got Viber, obviously Facebook Messenger. There's some people, like I've been to places where people only use Facebook Messenger. And then if I'm in the States, everyone uses uh, iMessage. Everyone's got iPhones there. So have yeah. those apps at the ready as well for your travels, uh, especially if you're going to be traveling to different countries. You know, if you're going on like a long haul trip yes have them already and what's the word i'm looking for the one that changes your ip i'm thinking of the name it's the one i use called ip vanish um hide my ass that's another one (laughs) yeah just so so for example when i was in india i was sitting there my final night downloading ip vanish because heading into china all my traditional ways of communicating people with people yeah were going to be cut off so I downloaded that so that I could still communicate with my family, let them know I was not converting to communism. <laughs> I was still alive and kicking. But your point that you made to have it at the ready, I think a lot of people are like, I don't use that. You know, I don't need that. Where even things like I still have the Hostel World app. I don't use it. But on a trip like the one I'm going on, I very may well pull into a town where... I don't know where to stay or I could get into a big city where everything's stupid expensive and out of my budget find a cheap place so I just want to have it ready I don't want to be you know trying to download it and then that's when my password doesn't want to you know what I mean all those problems no definitely just have them again just it's almost like we should put together a list of here are the common apps that you should always have when you're traveling We We should do that. We'll work on this. All right. (laughs) Speaking of apps, here's another travel hack, but something I just use on the regular now anyways, online banks. Now, people are starting to get more into these again on the regular. So I use a banking app called Monzo, which I don't think is yet available. I don't know if it's on Australia. It's definitely not in North America yet, but in the UK and in Europe, 
this is becoming a very popular option for people to use just online banking. So again, it's an app that you download. And essentially what you can do is just transfer money from your bank account onto this app. And they send you a bank card as well that you could just use as like a normal debit card. Now, why it's great is because A, the exchange rates for when you're using the card in a different country are significantly lower than what your bank is going to charge you. So that's number one. I used to be like one of those people, when I travel, I I rarely take cash out. I just put everything on my card. I don't really look yes. at it. And then I kind of see afterwards all the exchange rates and then what I get, you know, what I was charged just in exchange rates afterwards. And it's a little bit depressing. Like I remember I went, I think when I was in yeah. Australia, it was like when I was with you, it was like 20 pounds or something, 30 pounds worth of just, it was probably, I don't even know. It was ridiculous. I stopped counting. Yeah. Um. But with Monzo, the exchange rates are minuscule. So that's number one. Now, the second reason why it's great is because it's a lot safer to use in terms of if your bank card gets stolen, you can automatically go on the app and hit a button where it freezes your card. And I've actually done this twice this month because for whatever reason, I have misplaced my Bonzo card twice somewhere in my flat. Um, (laughs) And here's the other thing. When you freeze it, So it means if your card obviously is out there in the ether somewhere, if anyone tries to use it, obviously it's frozen and then they can, you know, they'll send you, you can just request it through the app to send you a new card. Now, what's also cool about it, if someone has found your card and they attempt to use it, it notifies you exactly where someone tried to use it immediately when they try to use it. So you'll get a notification. And so if you got this notification, would you go and show up and be like, bitch, give me my card back? You could do. So funny that I, when I lost mine about a month ago and I knew that I'd gone to the store, I had it in my pocket, I got home, it wasn't there. I knew that I had dropped it somewhere between my flat and the shop. And the next day I had already frozen it. So it was frozen. I was getting a new one sent, but someone had found my card and they tried to use it at the exact shop I was at, which was just down the road. And obviously it got declined. But I did think, I'm like, I could literally walk down there right now and just suss out who's around here and try to fix. So you could if you wanted to. But I think it's just more, it's just more of a safety thing where you can, you know, see any activity that's on there. And, you know, maybe someone would try to use it multiple times, which in my case, someone did try to use it twice. That is something that you could report to Monzo or, you know, the police if you really wanted to go further where they could mm-hmm. investigate people stealing cards. But but regardless, it's more a case of, you know, you can, instead of, you know, if you're using your normal bank card or credit card, you have to call the bank most of the time anyways, wait on hold, yes. get your card canceled. In that time, and now, especially with contactless, people can just, they could spend, spend, spend. Like this person was trying to do with mine. It was only like a 20 pound purchase. They were clearly trying to buy like cigarettes or beer. But yeah, waiting on hold and then think if you're calling internationally, like the whole hassle with that, with Monzo or some of these other online banking apps, again, it's at the ready. You click a button, it freezes everything. Um, And then it also like, as you make purchases, you'll get notifications of all the purchases that you've been making. So it kind of tallies up like a little budget for you as well. It's very cool. There's so many little features on it that you can do. You can put money into like little savings pots. Um, you can make a travel pot. So you put your money there that, you know, the budget that you want to spend on a daily basis. It's very cool. Um, oh. Yeah. And it's to the point now, like people in the UK and Europe, they're just using it as just like an everyday, everyday app, everyday banking app, which I do now and I love so- it. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have that in Australia soon. I would imagine so. If not a Monzo, then it'll definitely be some other 
some other type of online banking. Comparable, yeah. yeah exactly. Cool. But check, check I, if you are in Europe or UK, if you're not on Monzo, it's also great. I'll say this as well. I just want to add one more point. If you're traveling with a group, they have a split bill option where mm. you put it all in your card stuff. And if everyone else in the group has a Monzo, all you have to do is send a request to someone. So if they're, you know, if you're on Wi-Fi and they can see three people are around you that have Monzo that you have in your contacts, obviously, you just send a request, say, hey, Steph, send me 20 pounds for the meal. And they just go, okay. And they hit accept and it sends 20 pounds. It's so easy to do. It's yes. really good. I know they're big on that. I've heard of a couple different apps in the States that do things like that, but I don't know if they do exchange kind of yes. travel angle stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. You can just exchange money through other people with the Monzo app. I love that you brought up the whole, because you said that you're kind of more a card person, not a cash person. Yes. And I'm very much the same. So I'm a card person, not a cash person. Andrew is a cash person. Right. And we're already like disputing how much cash to bring, how much card to bring. But I'm just like, you can get so much more. And I get it. Like your card, your phone can die. Um, cards can get canceled. Um, so it's good to have a mix. It's good to have a mix of cash and card. I'm just really big on the having the card because one thing I do before we go, and I actually did this today, I printed out the sheets of all the different benefits I get with the programs I'm a member of. So I'm a member of RACV, which is like the CAA AAA equivalent in North America. They offer tons of travel benefits. I have a like a salary packaging program that offer tons of benefits. I have Qantas. I have all these different things. And so mm -hmm. many people are members of these kind of programs and they just don't use it because they don't know what the benefits are. I mean, I would never. Uh, you always get those emails, right? Like in your inbox of yes. stuff like that. Um, I always ignore them. And I should stop ignoring them because there's pro I've probably missed out on some really good deals. A lot of stuff I'm a member of. Oh, even times when you're traveling, like a lot of attractions, museums, aquariums, anywhere you go, you can get like 20 to 30% off with something you're yeah. already a member of. You just don't know. So right. I'm really, I probably save on a trip like the one I'm going on, I will guarantee you I will save a couple thousand dollars. Wow. Using these benefits. And it's not even like you have to remember them. You just need to think, wait a minute, I had something that applies here. And then you find it. It's taking time to actually sit down and it's almost like couponing. You know, you see those people <laughs> no, that go couponing. I'm not no, a but couponer. Like they, but, they, but they save like there's even a show in the States yes. called, I don't even know what it's called, but it shows you these people that go in and they buy like hundreds of dollars worth of groceries <laughs> and they end up paying like a dollar because they have sat there and put coupons in binders and worked out all the deals. But it's true. I mean, you know, I know that you would never do it to that extent. I pretty much print these out and like sit there and drink a glass of wine and just envision. I'm like, okay, when I'm in Darwin, I'm going to go see the Crocs and save 30%. <laughs> I'm just traveling already in my head. Do you keep these in a, in a, a plastic binder? No, I like have them in my notes on my phone. Okay. And I type them in my notes and then I never go back to it. Yeah. But I'll think... <laughs> I had something for this and then I'll find, then I'll find which one it was. I like it. It's a good travel hack. I need to do yeah. more of that. I need to, cause again, I, I just sort of, as soon as I'm, you know, traveling somewhere, I just spend, spend, spend. And I'm like, you know, I know I probably could have got this cheaper if I had just done a little bit more planning, but Hey, next time. Yes. <laughs> That's why I like card, but I will say 
I've had two situations. One was here in Australia. My mother came to visit. We went out to a winery. We were being super bougie, had a pretty big bill. And she went to pay. Mm -hmm. And her card was declined. So I was laughing like, oh, (laughs) your card declined. Don't worry, I've got this. Put my card on. My card declined. Turns out the bank we were both members of all their cards went down worldwide. Oh, did you have a backup card? I always travel with more, so more than one card. I didn't, but she had a backup card. Um, and then in the States, when I was in the good old state of Mississippi, someone, and I still had the physical card. So somewhere, either I tapped where there was one of those, you know, card reader things, or someone got it on a public Wi-Fi, but my credit card was compromised, and I woke up with a voicemail from my bank saying they'd you know, froze my card, but I was cardless. I had to rely on, well, I had my debit card still. So I kept having to pull cash out because Americans don't accept Canadian debit cards. So I was living on cash from Mississippi until I could get to California where my bank mailed me a new card. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I will say there are benefits to having cash well and i think you should always carry a bit of both i think i uh, so i always will take some cash with me especially in countries where i know that maybe like bank machines won't be readily available like obviously if i'm traveling around europe in cities like i know i can access you know an atm at any point but but one of my hacks when it comes to safety and when you leave a bag in a hotel or an Airbnb and just to make most places have safes now. And I will say that. But even sometimes I don't trust the safe. Like I sometimes don't trust that, you know, people might have access. They can. Oh, you get know, the there. hotel. Have you ever had a safe code that didn't work and they send the maintenance guy and yeah. he just reprograms it in a second? Exactly. So like, this is this is my thing with safes, or I don't even trust those. But it's the perception of safety. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to cash, what I will do. So one of my travel hacks anyways is I always separate, you know, I always carry more than 
or bring more than one card with me anyways. And I'll take one out with me and I always keep, you know, a couple maybe like hidden in my bag. But one hack I really love, and this one's for the ladies or the guys, you could do it as well. It doesn't really matter. Hiding cash and credit cards or debit cards in sanitary napkins. What? And fold it up in like pads. Yeah. Because oh. if you think... If you think about it, so like, you know, you might have a box of them or have them like scattered in your bag. But if someone's like rifling through your things, and especially if it's men, and I'm not saying men would be more inclined to steal things from anyone, but I'm just saying if it was a man. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Men are terrified at the sight of (laughs) tampons and pads. This is true. As soon as they see sanitary napkins like big old pads in your bag they are going to avoid touching that or looking at that like the plague so you should write a note on the ziploc they're in and just be like used yeah these are used (laughs) have not thrown out because I, i care about the environment too much um but i always will take a few pads with me yeah and i'll hide like a bit like not all my cash but i'll hide a little bit of cash in there i might put a credit card in there yeah and yeah. that's just my little hiding spot because again if they're I, I don't think I mean now I'm saying it and like any of the sleazy pickpocketing or thievy men listening they'll be like oh maybe I should start rifling through pads but <laughs> I don't think that's our demographic who are listening so no. I think we're safe and I think like most people would think oh I'll hide it in my shoe or like a side pocket in my bag like those are the obvious places they're gonna they're gonna look See, I have heard to split your cash up in different spots. So if you're yes. ever mugged, you can like pull cash out of your pocket and give it to them. Yeah. But then I do that still well. have a bunch of cash on you. Oh, I put I put cash down my bra. I got enough room in there that I can I can put Insane. my whole paycheck in there if I had to. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely do that as well. If I'm out, yes, yeah. I'll put a bit of cash in my shoe, always in my bra. Like, I mean, I sometimes just put my... You do this all the time, stuff. I've seen you carry things in your boobs oh. just on a regular Tuesday. <laughs> there's, there's pictures of me from nights out where I'm like, wow, I had like a friggin' drawer full of stuff in my yeah. boob. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely snuck some things into festivals in my boobs. Like Me too. I once snuck a water bottle full of vodka <laughs> into a festival in my boobs. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Another, uh, we used to do for school dances back in the day when we'd be wearing like long dresses, we would tape Mickey bottles. Like Mickey's are, what do they call them in Australia? Like 12 ounce, 12 ounce, 12 ounce. Anyways. And we would duct tape them to the inside of our legs. See, go in with a bottle of booze. <laughs> we had this one festival I went to. They were being so hardcore, making sure no one snuck alcohol in. And the girls in front of us had emptied their suntan lotion and washed the bottle and filled it with alcohol. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And before. I was like, oh, that's so smart. We got to the front. They opened the bottle and sniffed it and dumped it. Yeah. So it didn't work. So I'm there and I've got a water bottle full of vodka hoisted under like both my boobs are up. The bottle's right under. And I was like, oh, no. We just purposely went to the line with the man. And yes. he, they do, like, the side pat down. And then they'll put do, like, a little jab in between your boobs. <laughs> Whereas women, women will full-on cup you and feel you up. Where the yeah. men are like, side pat, boob tap, you're good to yeah. go. Yeah, they don't want to get all up Did in the that. trick. Well, 
that's like I same thing. Hey. No, we're totally we're hey. totally not you. I'm saying in general, <laughs> I'd want to get all up in that stuff. Um, we're totally going off on a tangent now. But just yes. one more note on festivals. I've done the same going in with uh, stuff in my bag and going back to my point about pads and tampons and sanitary products for women. Mm-hmm. I scattered just a bunch of tampons on the top of my bag. So as soon as I opened it for the security guard to look in it he saw the tampons and went yeah yeah you're good go he was not about to put his hands in there and start rifling through my bag so ladies (laughs) use this to your advantage now now all the now all the men out there are gonna be like see they don't need to be tax free yeah yeah, exactly oh let's (laughs) not even let's not even get get on that topic but let's go back a minute for packing do you have any pa- like good packing hacks i feel like these are the ones that people always find online and packing I mean, my is a packing nightmare. hack is to take nothing and assume my friends bring everything <sighs> yes yeah i mean that is not a hack that will work for everyone it does seem to work for you though quite often <laughs> and i am generally the one again i think i've mentioned this many times I would say 75% of the clothes uh, that Steph owns were mine at some point. I'm actually wearing your shirt right now as we're recording this. The shirt, <laughs> you gave me a couple shirts while I was in London in March, and I'm wearing one go. of them right now. I rest my case. Um, but yeah, pack, so Steph is just, you're just a light packer. I generally t- tend to think I'm a light packer, but I do like to bring, I like to be prepared just having you know, all my essentials there. And we did a whole episode on like attire and, you know, dressing for the country you're going to. And I know that you can buy a lot of stuff when you're there, but I still like to be bring as much as I can. So I don't have to spend money on it on essential things. Um, but one thing that has really works for me. So I tend to, I only like to travel with a backpack. So I still like to travel light. I don't like checking a suitcase. Yeah. I only do it on, you know, very rare occasions. If, you know, if I'm going home for Christmas, like Steph, when I came to see you, I was there for, you know, over two Couple weeks. weeks. I brought yeah. a suitcase. Yeah. But yeah, so generally with a backpack, I try to fit as much in there as I can. And I found using vacuum sealed bags have been a life saver for that. So I've managed, I think I went, I visited a friend of mine in Portugal last year, the year before, and I did exactly that. I packed, so I had so many cute summer outfits that I didn't really get a chance to wear in the UK that summer. And I was like, I want to bring them all with me. So I brought, I don't even know how many outfits and I got them in a vacuum sealed bag and sucked the air out. And that bag fit like a glove inside my backpack um now while it doesn't take away obviously the weight of the bag the thing is if you are only bringing a backpack on with you anyways it's very rare that anyone's actually going to ask you to weigh the bag like you're not even going into a checkout counter anyway so my bag was probably heavier than what a carry-on should have been but it didn't look like it was in which case i didn't get flagged where they're like oh ma'am can you come and weigh your bag and we'll see if it's too heavy so invest in vacuum sealed bags. I got some for like, I think on like Amazon Prime Day, which were really cheap. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically it's just plastic bag, put all your stuff in, get a vacuum, suck the air out and you're good to go. And you can really I, fit tons of stuff in your backpack. I actually have a bunch of those because when I came out to Australia, I came out on a one way flight, not knowing when I was coming back. So I actually didn't bring very much. And when I realized I was going to stay here, the next time I went home, I was like, okay, there's a bunch of stuff here I want to take back. And same thing. Like, I just, I even wanted my bedspread, which is a weird thing, but I really wanted it. Mm. Um, And it wouldn't 
fit in my suitcase alone. And I vacuum sealed that bitch down to like the size of my forearm. Right. Like that's the yeah. thing. You can get so much in there. Like so much stuff in there. Yeah. And it's great as well if you plan on bringing gifts back. Right. So you know pack as you normally would going out somewhere but yeah on the way back if you're planning on bringing more stuff back that's going to fit in there bring these vacuum seal bags and use them when you return because then you'll you'll make more room that's a good hack i like that one even in situations where i'm like oh i probably should take a suitcase i always i'm like let me test out the vacuum seal bags first see if i can get all my stuff oh i never thought to vacuum seal into that's smart yeah you just have to be going somewhere you're oh unless you've yes you're inspiring me right now i'm like i can see how this works you this would be great for your rv trip though as well three months worth yeah definitely i mean i like you could get so much i put all my winter clothes away in the winter in these vacuum seal bags and they just fold up really nicely i mean you're gonna be in a small space true we're gonna be in a space we have drawers for clothes and stuff yeah yeah. Well, you'll work it out. But yeah, yeah, that's one of mine, guys, for packing. I love it's it. a great one. And then the obvious ones of, you know, rolling up your socks and underwear and putting them in your shoes. Like, we all know that one. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you packed and now you get to where you're going. Do you have any that are like kind of accommodation related? So, accommodation, the only one that I, this was one that like blew my mind, even though it really shouldn't have. Right. So, we all have TVs at home. Like, <laughs> It's 2020, right? Like, we all own electronics. And we know that everything runs off of a USB. Like, or has a USB plug. Like, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times I've been at a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever. And I'm in a country and I always, this is one thing I always do. I always forget to bring an adapter. Yes. uh, This is one of those things. It is last minute. If I do remember, it's like, I'm running out of the door to go to the airport. And then I'm like, oh, shit adapter and so i do this so many times and i cannot tell you how many times i've been in another country where i've forgotten to bring this and that i get to my hotel room and i'm like fuck i can't charge my phone and i don't have my external adapter um Mm -hmm. which i always carry one of those with me now except if i fly to australia via china and they take it away from me let's not go down that rabbit hole again (laughs) um But see, this is a good example, though, of like a time where I didn't have an external charger. But all hotel rooms have TVs, all modern TVs anyways, which I would hope where you're staying, they've got a TV that is older than like a table and something. They have USB ports. So all you need, you're going to have your charger anyways. You don't even need a plug for the wall. Plug it into the USB port. And this was one of those things I didn't even I read this somewhere and I was like, oh, my God, how have I never thought of this? And so now that's what I do. So, like, I'll still bring an adapter with me if I, you know, remember to bring one. But, again, there's been times where I've forgotten to bring one. I can't use the plug. TV, plug it in. Yes. USB. Yes. It's universal. USB works pretty much, I think, everywhere in the world. No? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And now <laughs> they got the so. new USB-C. UB- right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I was somewhere and I was stressing because my GoPro charger broke inside the adapter end. Like, the little prongs were stuck in. I was like, oh, like, stressing out to the max about it. And I realized now with USB-C, my laptop charger was USB-C. Like, all I had to do was unplug the laptop part and (sighs) plug it in. So all my chargers were universal with each other. Yeah. I was like, God. And I had individual ones for each thing. 
Yeah. Like, we're, I wonder if Gen Z kids even, like, if this even doesn't cross their minds. Oh, my gosh. Imagine they listen to this and they're like, you're so old. No, I think so. Like, I think we are now in, like, we are the baby boomers with of things our like generation. This. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are, but. Like, the baby boomers to us are us to Gen Z. That's stressful. I'm talking about this, like, USB revelation. And, yeah, some, like, 15-year-old kid is listening being like, what? Like, you just, <laughs> really? Like, you didn't know that? Oh. Oh, true. We're getting old. Um, here's another one that, you know, again, I didn't know you could do this until recently. But, uh-huh. uh, I mean, how many times, again, we did a whole episode on getting lost abroad and, you know, not having your Google Maps ready because your internet's not working or there's no Wi-Fi, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So did you know that you can download a map area on Google Maps? Um, I used to think you had to download an external app, like a different app to do that. You can do that actually in Maps So. Now. If you go into your Google Maps now, everyone that's listening, try this. And obviously your, you know, your map's going to come up wherever you're listening from at home or whatever. And if you type in uh, where you would type in, you know, normally type a city or a postcode or whatever. If you just type in OK space map, it will then map out like a vicinity of where you are and say, would you like to download this map? And once you download that area you're in, so say you're at like a, you're staying at a hotel oh, or a hostel. This would have and saved me $17,000 in Germany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. I don't know if it existed then. I don't know if you could do this back then, but you can do this now. And so, yeah, think about if you're staying at a hotel or a hostel and you're just going to go out for the night, you know, in that area, go out to the restaurants and the bars or whatever, put an okay map and it downloads. I don't know what the f- vicinity is exactly. But yeah, you can download the entire map and then you can use that for directions uh, and the works type in, you know, maybe restaurants and bars and all that in the area and use it as if you were online. Oh, that's cool. I need to do that because I'm heading out into the Australian outback where I will have nothing for days. Well, and that's where I don't know where, depending on where you're driving. I'll download all of Australia. Yeah, I wonder if you could do that. So I've only tried it within the vicinity, but maybe you can have a play around and do, yeah. You might be. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Good show. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. You can also do this on Google Translate. Download specific languages. So again, if you're, yeah, sitting in an Italian restaurant and maybe there's no Wi-Fi or internet access and you don't speak the language and you're trying to read the menu again, having uh, Italian on there, you can use it, put it up to the menu, it'll translate the words for you or obviously type it in and yeah i wonder if they have variations of slang so like australia is an english speaking nation quite predominantly and i wonder if like i could put in aussie english so when i go into the outback and they're like good day, mate get your bear i'll be like what did you just say <laughs> i mean that was in. a great aussie outback three years here and that's what i've got i love it it's great i mean i used to think i could do a british accent really well until i moved here and then i stopped doing that british accent real quick because i soon found out it was not good and i can't do one so my final travel hack is and this is one i've learned over the years through different variations of being nice staff bitchy staff all different kinds of me mainly bitchy stuff but yeah Oh, come on. <laughs> um, when have you ever been, you know, you're going home, you're going somewhere, your flight gets canceled or they ask someone to volunteer because the flight's been oversold. Mm. I the first time I had this happen, I didn't do it. I didn't take advantage of it because I was so scared. I was like okay. traveling for the first time by myself. But 
they had oversold the flight and they wanted to bump someone onto the next flight and they were offering you 400 euro and a free hotel overnight which Uh, now now i'd absolutely be like i'm going to have the most ripper of a night yeah um and i would take that in a heartbeat where at the time i was like hemming and hawing and actually they ended up bumping me up to first class because i was a solo flyer so it was an easy solution to get more space and economy Right. Which was the only time I flew first class. But, um, okay, the thing is, if you volunteer for this, just know that what they're offering you is their starting point. You can negotiate that up. So if they offer you flight credit, you can say, no, I want cash. Mm. If they offer you flight vouchers, you can say, okay, I'll take a flight voucher, but there's going to be no conditions on it. No blackout periods, no... Um, minimum spend of the flight. You can negotiate the conditions of the voucher. So it's almost like um, you're bartering a little bit with them. Yes. Which seems like you're, fl- you've said before you're not good at bartering, but it seems like for this, if you're getting oh, something free. Oh, trust me, in airports, it, when it comes to like free flights or free accommodations, I'm capable. Yeah. It's when I'm bu- like shopping it. that I can't yeah, do yeah. it. Fair enough. Um, or if your flight gets canceled, and this is one where I wish I could tell everyone, because what happens is, is, um, you all have to go up to the desk and get your flight voucher or your hotel voucher for the night. And what happens is, is all the nice people who are like, okay, it is what it is. I got to, you know, I can't change it. They're giving you a voucher to go to some shady ass motel that's so cheap. Mm-hmm. And the people who get attitude and get bitchy and say, I'm not staying there. They get like a first class hotel. Wow. Because And they won't do it in front of other people in line. They'll say, ma'am, like, can we talk to over here? And you get put in a nicer hotel, which is really shitty because the shitty people get come out better <laughs> in the end. They get the rewarded nice. for their shitty behavior. But you can do it. I find you can do it in ways where, you know, you put your foot down and you're adamant, but you are like, I am not staying there. There's a difference between being bitchy and then assertive. You know, like, I think we've all dealt with some pretty crappy airlines in the past before, and they're not always completely honest with, you know, what's going on with delayed flights and the works, and they will keep you there as long as they can. So, yeah, be assertive and demand for more. Demand more. Whatever they offer, make sure you walk away with more. You get the nice hotel. You get the meal vouchers at the hotel. And a lot of times they'll only try to offer you one breakfast or dinner, and you say, no, I want it all um give me everything (laughs) always get more this is something where a lot of people are just like oh it is what it is and like no they have options up their sleeve and you need to pull them out i like it always aim for more in life guys because you do not want to be stuck in a san francisco motel with people shooting heroin in their arms and you are locking the deadbolt and crying true and it probably doesn't have a tv with a usb port I assure you, it likely did not. Exactly. So there you go. Guys, these are our favorite travel hacks. Yes. And I know we probably... Yeah. And we. I want to know more. Like I want... I feel like somebody needs to write a a comprehensive list. Maybe we could do this. Of all the travel hacks in the world. So guys, let us know your favorite travel hacks. We need to know. So when we can travel freely again, we're going to use all of these. When I travel soon. Send them our way. Jealous. (laughs) 
Uh, all right. Thanks, as always, for listening. See you guys next week. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter, and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.